Welcome to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome to episode number three. We were able to pull up some of the Google Analytics for our YouTube account and saw that a most of our viewers are in the United States, but we wanted to say a special thank you to our viewers in the United Kingdom and also Portugal. So thanks for thanks, joining guys. us. Now, if you are in another country and you would be so kind to leave us in the comments where you're from, uh, we'd like to know how far of a reach that we actually do have. And we've also had several friends and family members contact us and let us know that they've been tuning in for each episode. So a big thank you to you guys for all the support that you've given us over this last year and a half and continue to give us. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. So I guess we're just going to jump right into it. Um, one of the things that Brooke and I were talking about uh, in general with clean eating was that clean eating is such a broad topic that I don't think we could sum it up in just one podcast. And I think what we have talked about, we have just pretty much just scratched the surface. So the good thing is that that'll give us plenty of content for podcasts from here till eternity. And to answer a question that's frequently asked is how many calories do we eat in a day? The answer is we have no idea. We don't count our calories. There are plenty of apps that you can download onto your phone that'll help you count your calories if that's how you want to do it. But from personal experience in years past, when I have tried to lose weight, um, the calorie counters didn't work for me because if you think about it, they're giving you an app where you scan a barcode on a product for it to register your caloric intake but if you're eating healthy and clean foods, there is no barcode on that food. So it, I just don't worry about the calories anymore. Um, I know I'm eating right. I know I'm eating the things that my body needs. So when I look back, I was still eating the french fries, but justifying it because I was only eating the recommended portion size. And I scanned those calories and I could still eat you know, as much more junk food as I wanted to, as long as I stayed within my 1,200 calories, which was all I was allowing myself at the time, uh, which now I look fast forward today, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it just kind of perpetuates the dependency on processed foods. And we actually did find that even if you do manage to end up counting calories while this whole process is going on, we were still falling within recommended limits without even really trying. Just as an experiment I put a couple of our recipes in and and you'll see some of the very early blog posts have caloric information on there, nutritional information. And for me it was just sort of an experiment to see where we were hitting these guidelines with our meals. And what we found out was we just don't really need to count calories because we were managing them by eating proper portions and eating real food, basically. I I will say that if you are going to count calories and you're interested in knowing how many calories that your body requires in a day, 
Uh, there's a really good book called Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle by Tom Venuto. And it's mostly geared towards bodybuilding, but in the very beginning, he says that if you're trying to lose weight, even if you're not trying to build muscle, you're trying to sculpt your body. So rather than be looking at the book as being a bodybuilder, you're a body sculptor. But in the book, he goes into really good detail about the calories required for your body type, and he's got all kinds of formulas and calculators in there. But one of the base guidelines for fat loss is the 50-30-20 rule. 50% of your calories come from carbohydrates, 30% from fats, and 20% for proteins. And one of the things that we found was the recipes that we have, our diet, everything that we have been striving to do is we were falling into that 50, 30, 20 percentages without even really trying. So one of the super amazing things that we found with clean eating was we were hitting these percentages and maintaining a well-balanced diet with, you know, without really putting too much thought into it. And that's, that's really important if you're trying to adopt this as a lifestyle. You want to make this so it's almost habitual that when you prepare a meal, you're using real food, real ingredients, and you're getting that proper nutrition that you need. The book also goes into other detail about specific exercises and, and different tweaks you can do to the different percentages. You can increase your proteins and decrease your carbs, and you can try all different kinds of combinations. But it's a, it's a really good book if you're interested in learning more about the foods that are required and how you can sort of tweak your diet to get it to work for you in that manner. Anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent, so if you are interested, uh, we do have a list of recommended reads on our website. So if you're curious, you can go to the site and you'll see Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle. And there's a link there that'll take you to Amazon where you can purchase the book. Uh, it's just a pretty good resource in general. We talked about what didn't work for us, but I would like to talk about what did work for us. Um, as we went through our challenge, and even still today, uh, was we didn't count calories, we didn't track anything, but we definitely set goals for ourselves, and that's the best thing that I can tell you to do is, is just set goals from the very beginning because once you reach them, it's just motivation to keep going. Whether that goal be a certain amount of weight loss or even. In our case, we signed up for a 15K, and well, I signed up for a 15K. So that was my motivation to continue to eat right, continue to go to the gym, and then shortly after, we signed up for a 5K, and Brooke and I both worked towards that goal. And I remember when we first did the challenge, you know... We set three different goals. Yeah, so we set a... End of challenge goal, mm -hmm. a realistic goal right and then we had our crazy dream goal which um you know they say that if you set if you set a goal or you know you dream something that's so big that it scares you that's really good because our dream goals were like i don't know i said if i could weigh 185 pounds or something and i kind of laughed it off like that's not going to happen and i said if i could weigh 150 pounds so fast forward to today, 
I weigh 185 pounds. And I weigh 158 pounds. <laughs> so, you know, they seemed like, you know, unrealistic at the time, but now they're very well within reach. And, you know, our weight, we don't really stress too much about our weight um, because I do a lot more running. Uh, my goals are mostly just running oriented. So if I drop another five pounds, it's just maybe because I'm pushing myself harder running-wise. And for me, it's more of how do I feel in my clothes? Because for a really long time, I was so uncomfortable in my skin. I couldn't go anywhere or meet anybody without worrying what I looked like, how I felt. It was just really bad. And now I can just get dressed in the morning with confidence. And that was the best reward to setting the goals. I'm so much happier. Yeah, it's, it's nice to just, well, like today, we just got up and got dressed and uh, got in the car and went on a little family trip and walked about two miles, three miles today. And, uh, there, you know, before it would have been like a whole ordeal, but uh, this time around, it just, you know, when you're comfortable in your own skin, it just makes a world of difference. So some of these really good habits, you know, we said setting goals. Another thing that we tried to force, not really force ourselves, but just make a habit was eating breakfast. That was something that we neglected for the longest time. I never ate breakfast. I, even as a kid, I hated eating breakfast. I, I'm just not hungry in the morning. Yeah, it was always funny when we first met, we, I would always want to go out for breakfast. And Brooke was like, yeah, I'm not hungry right now. So it was... Kind of funny how I would have to force her to go out and eat breakfast. But then it was horrible breakfast. It was like IHOP and, you know, syrup, sugary-laden breakfasts that were just... And I'm more of a savory, salty... Meats. Meats and... and Cheese. (laughs) Uh, So, another thing, uh, you know, we try to eat breakfast every day. One of the, the other things, too, is... It sounds silly, but sleep. Well, the other thing, you know, when Brooke and I... For the longest time, we would stay. We were like night owls. We would stay up super late and then always struggle to get up the next day to go to work. And it just found that we just didn't have any energy throughout the day. And I I blame a lot of that on just lack of uh, poor nutrition and lack of sleep. It was, and it caused a lot of stress too. Yeah. Because we would get up so late in the morning. And trying to get two kids ready for school and ourselves ready for work and making sure book bags are packed, lunches are packed. It was just pure chaos in our house in the morning and it caused a lot of stress and left us with no breakfast. Yeah, and that's another thing too is, you know, as your stress accumulates, that also contributes to your weight gain as well. And it, it may sound silly, but another habit that we've adopted was reading. Whether it be an audiobook or an actual written book or an ebook, we definitely try to keep ourselves educated, especially when it comes to our food and uh, diet, exercise, all that fun stuff. I, I really enjoy audiobooks. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, mostly because of the convenience. And we also have a decent personal library that is forever growing of different books that are mostly food related. That just seem to show up on our doorstep a lot. Yeah, I'll, I there's this <laughs> app that um, I highly recommend. It's called Hoopla. And if you have a public library card, you can link it to Hoopla. 
and it gives you access to all kinds of different books. So I'll just check out a book on Hoopla, just like you would at the library, and I'll either read it or I'll listen to it. And if I really enjoy it, I usually try to find a used copy online to purchase for our own personal library here. And I think, you know, I love to go off on tangents. I do that quite often on this podcast. But I think what I'd like to do is reserve sort of like one book, maybe every so podcast we'll talk about. Um, you know, so this one I mentioned, Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle, that was a good book that I highly recommend. But so I think what I'll do is I'll reserve a lot of those recommendations for future podcasts. But you can go to the site and you can see on that recommended reads page all the books that we highly recommend that mostly revolve around clean eating and this whole lifestyle that we've adopted. Speaking of tangents, I think this is a good point for us to take a quick break. We come back, we'll come to my favorite part, what's cooking with Brooke. All right, welcome back. We are now at the favorite segment of the show, what's cooking with Brooke. Brooke, what is cooking? (laughs) We had some really good dinners this week, and I'm actually really excited to talk about them. Um, so we're going to start with our meatless meal. That meatless we had. Monday. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That we had this week, and it was called a tomato coconut curry. It consisted of um, chickpeas, mm-hmm. tomatoes, uh, coconut milk, and kale. We added some fresh kale in there, and we served that with the broth right over top of a bed of brown rice. And I was quite surprised. Our son devoured it, and he's usually our picky eater. It was it was just amazing. Yeah, he is by far the pickiest eater, and he eats just enough so that way he can claim that he's done to be excused from the table. <laughs> yeah, he was really excited that there was coconut milk in this dish. I think he was a little more excited to try that. Maybe he thought it was more dessert-like, but it worked, mm. and he liked it. Um, and the the curry powder in it, too, really wasn't very overbearing. I know Indian food normally is something I would steer myself away from. I'm not a huge fan of curry and uh, garam masala and turmeric, but this was just very mild. It wasn't very overpowering. It was just really good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more of the spicier side. I like the food a little bit spicier, but this was like a perfect balance. It was just enough that... I I was really into it. I'm always into it. What I am. <laughs> um, so the next meal I'd like to talk about was our teriyaki chicken bowls. We've been really experimenting with a lot of the bowls that we've been seeing on Pinterest. Going nuts! I love them. They're they're great. They are the most filling meals. I never feel the need to have anything sweet for dessert afterwards. So this bowl consisted, um, actually, again, of brown rice. Half the bowl of brown rice. The other half was a sautéed veggie combo of matchstick carrots, broccoli florets, and zucchini cubes. And then on top of that, we laid a bed of chicken that was coated in a homemade teriyaki sauce. And that's one thing I'd like to stress is when there are sauces in most of our recipes, they are a homemade sauce and not a pre-canned or pre-made sauce. And even spice mixes, I will make myself. But that's a different tangent. And just like Ken, 
I may bring that up on a different episode. Well, the big thing is with the homemade sauces versus the prepackaged sauce is you control a lot of the ingredients that go into it, and you can make them more natural. A lot of the processed ones are just loaded with sugar. And salt. And salt. And fat. <laughs> That's another book. Sorry. And high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Here, oh, man. See, we're doing it. We're doing it again. <laughs> anyway, next meal. Uh, moving on to the next meal, which was also a surprising meal that our son also enjoyed, which I didn't think he was going to, was our turkey pumpkin goulash. Mm. So as a typical goulash, it had to sit and simmer on the stove for a while. I did deviate from the recipe a little bit. Instead of using a dark meat turkey thigh, I did use ground turkey. Um, after we boiled that with canned pumpkin, onions. Oh, and the potatoes tons too. Tons of paprika. Ken actually questioned how much paprika I was putting into What's the recipe. Cup? It was it was a quarter it cup. It was a quarter <laughs> cup. Oh, if you've ever seen a quarter cup of paprika, that's a lot of that's a lot of spice. But that's your typical goulash. There's normally a lot of paprika in that. Um, so after that boiled on the stove for about an hour, it became your typical thick um very stew-like soup, and we mm -hmm. served that over whole grain egg noodles, and we had what I like to call my autumn side. We did a golden cauliflower and Romanesque cauliflower uh, that was uh, boiled uh, on the side, and it was it was just a great dinner. It looks cool and tastes just as good. What does? The Romanesque cauliflower. It's got a very spiral look to it. It's very different. If you're trying to feed it to your kids, my best suggestion would be that it looks like Stegosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> we, we told our son that it was Stegosaurus cauliflower, and he tried it, and he actually liked it. Huh. Interesting. A little bit of dinosaur lessons in with the food. Goes a long way. Uh, the last meal I want to talk about that we made this week was actually our meal tonight. Uh, it was called Sticky Beef with Cashews. I'm really into making our own Asian-inspired food at home because once you start learning how to make a clean Asian meal, you'll start making them more and stop ordering out less because they're just as good when you learn how to make them at home. I did deviate on this recipe as well only because, like Ken mentioned earlier, we did take a family trip today and I wasn't going to have time to prepare the meal the way um, I had seen on the blog. So I stuck our lean beef roast in the crock pot and I cooked the meat all day. So instead of a, a typical beef strip that you would see in an Asian meal, it was a shredded beef. But it worked just as well. Could have fooled me. It was very good. It had Chinese five spice in it. And the sauce over the sticky beef was made with oyster sauce. Yeah. Which is something we've never had in the house before. No. The name is misleading, too, because it really wasn't sticky. Because it was slow-cooked in the crock pot, it was actually like a pulled, almost like brisket. I don't know, like a pulled brisket? Or it was just, it was really good. And it was anything but sticky. And since we <laughs> had a lot of rice this week, I actually took the rice out of the equation tonight. And we had the beef and broccoli over top of couscous. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it was just as good. Yeah, you'll find that as you go along, you can substitute rice for couscous. And quinoa. there's all quinoa. There's all different kinds of substitutions that you can go with that taste just as 
as good as they are filling. So those were the meals that we made this past week that were amazing and we wanted to share with you. So I guess we're going to move on to the part where I tell you what we're having this upcoming week to look forward to on our blog. This is this is where I um, interrupt you, though, and that's when I say, Brooke, what's cooking for next week? Well, let's start off with tomorrow's meal, which is going to be our Meatless Monday meal. And again, I'm going with another Asian-inspired meal, but we're going to have a General Tso's chickpeas. That sounds pretty good. Were you pausing for me to say Meatless Monday like I did last time? Maybe. Interrupt no. me again. Sorry. Uh, after that, we're going to have a turkey meatball with a roasted red pepper sauce. I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to pair that with yet. Pasta, hmm. maybe, or... Wait, what was it? Turkey? Turkey meatballs. Turkey meatballs. Ah. Tasty. And I'd like to mention that sometimes life happens, mm -hmm. and unfortunately... I promise that I'm going to make some meals some week, and they just don't get made because somebody's not feeling well, and maybe we go out for dinner that night, or we're just a little too busy. What meal was that? Uh, I didn't get the hot and sour soup made that I mentioned two weeks ago, so hmm. this week I'm definitely going to nail that one and get that made. I have, oh my gosh, I just realized I have... A lot of Asian meals going on this week. So for our chicken meal this week, I'm going to make mugu gai pan, which is one of my favorite um, Chinese takeout meals. So we're going to attempt that at home, which is just chicken and snow peas, carrots and onions hmm. in a light white sauce. Friday night, I think we're going to try an avocado shrimp burger. So Ooh. we're going to make some burgers out of ground up shrimp. That sounds good. And here we go for a bowl. Salmon spinach power bowls. Well, here comes another tangent alert. Whenever you talk about bowl meals, I think I mentioned this before, but I seriously could eat these every night of the week. It's getting cold and we want some good comfort food. I'm always looking for new ways to make chili. One of my favorite grown-up drinks is actually Bloody Mary's. Hmm. So I found a clean recipe to make Bloody Mary chili. So I'm really excited about this huh. one. That would be a first for us, a drink-inspired meal. Yes. Well, hopefully next week you'll hear about all these exciting new meals and our favorites. And if anything happens, hit or miss, we'll let you know. Now, next week, since we are getting close to the holiday season, we know a lot of people are going to be traveling. So one of the things we wanted to talk about was eating on the run, how to plan ahead and not going overboard. People think we're neurotic, but sometimes we'll look up places nearby our destination where we can get foods. And what's on the menu, so we know ahead of time what we're going to order. So yeah, being uh, being prepared in advance is always super important, because sometimes if you're left with impulse decisions, that's when you tend to go overboard and feel super regretful. So anyway, that's where we're going to leave you guys. As always, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them in the video below, or... You can feel free to find us on Facebook at Beyond 24 Days or on Instagram at Beyond 24 Days. Leave your comments and any of our posts, and we'll be happy to get back to you guys. So until then, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.